Hello and welcome back to Stop and Go F1 for this, our reaction to the Japanese qualifying session that just went down then. Uh, not exactly the most exciting one in the world, especially in comparison to some of the ones we've had more recently, but still a very entertaining session. And it is 8.37am, as I said here, and the F1's done for the day, so it's very strange. Before we do get into qualifying though, we have to talk about some news that broke uh, last night. And that is that Yuki Tsunoda and Daniel Ricciardo have both been signed for AlphaTauri for next year. Uh, now, I spoke about this a little bit on the preview video that came out yesterday, where I said that my ideal pairing for AlphaTauri for next year would be Ricciardo and Lawson. Um, I don't think they've gone the right way with this. I explained it more in the preview video yesterday, so I don't really want to repeat myself. So if you want to hear my opinions on that, go watch that video. But yeah, uh, we'll see how this goes for them. I'm sure they'll be okay, but I think Lawson probably is the guy. And they do very much risk themselves here of losing him because he's shown his talent to the world now and they haven't capitalized on it. So there you go. Anyway, qualifying. So I think a big thing on the minds of lots of the teams across the paddock this weekend is tyre degradation. Apparently very hot in Japan this weekend and uh, people are worried that tyres are going to just be melting in the race. Some people have been saying the race could be a free-stop race. So I think people are worried about saving tyres and making sure you don't waste tyres. And for that reason, we had quite a slow start to FP, FP1, sorry, Q1, where you don't see as many guys going out and just getting that banker lap in. They kind of waited a bit. Um, but with about 10 minutes to go in the session, Logan Sargent went out and went into the wall. This was on his... Uh, on his fast lap, final corner, bit of oversteer, got caught up on the grass and into the wall. It's really a shame for Logan, didn't set a time of course there, and I think this might be the final nail in the coffin for Logan here in terms of getting a seat next year. Now, of course, with this AlphaTauri deal all sewn up, the Williams seat is the only seat left available now for next year, now, the one currently being occupied by Logan Sargent. And I think there's actually a lot of uh, comparison to be drawn from Mick Schumacher's situation last year. Now, I uh, read uh, Gunther Steiner's book that came out this year. I've made a video on it. It's here on the channel if you want to see it. But on there, basically what happened was Haas decided relatively early on that Mick probably wasn't the guy for them for 2023. And instead of just announcing it, they kind of towed him along quite a bit. And he got better and better. But the final nail in the coffin for Mick was a crash that he had in a practice session of the Japanese Grand Prix that cost the team $700,000. Now, at the end of the year, despite Mick's um, performances improving, he still had those crashes in him, which ultimately cost the team a lot of money. And last year, Mick had the most crash damage uh, money of the entire grid. This year so far, it's already Logan Sargent before this weekend that he's had this crash, which looks like it's another expensive one. And even James Fowles and FP3 was talking about how they're kind of made, they've made the Williamses out of Frankenstein cars of different parts from different pieces and all across the year because, you know, they're trying to save as much money as they can. I don't think we'll be seeing Logan in that car anymore. Well, sorry, for next year. We'll see him for the rest of the year, but I don't think we'll see him next year. For most of this year, I have thought they would keep him for a second year. But really, there's so, there's so much money is being lost in his crash damages at the minute that I think that it might be better for them to change him. For who, though, I'm not too sure. Of course, there was the rumours of Drogovic. We talked about that yesterday. There's also the rumours of Liam Lawson, which I think would be a great way to go. Or they could get someone like Vesti from uh, F2. He's a Mercedes junior, so it's, you know, it's not too... Uh, 
you know, out of this world for a Mercedes Junior to spend time in Williams. That's exactly what happened with uh, George Russell, of course. So I think they're, I think they will go for someone else in the Williams. But anyway, moving on to the rest of qualifying with nine minutes to go. There is a warning that came up here that Joe Bottas and Leclerc all went too slow on their outlap. Now, outlap, sorry. Now we saw this in Monza. Well, Leclerc and Sainz went too slow, but they were able to get away with it. We haven't had anything from this as of yet, so that is one to keep an eye on, see if they get away with that again or not. Uh, as I said, people kind of try to save tyres to the point that with less than a minute to go in the session, five drivers actually hadn't set a fast lap yet. And as the checkered flag came out in Q1, the drivers that were out were Bottas in 16th, Stroll in 17th, that's the third race in a row now that Stroll's gone out in Q3. Hulkenberg, 18th, being beaten by Magnussen again. Uh, I think that's for the second week in a row. Joe was 19th, although he had one of his faster times deleted. And Logan Sargent, of course, in P20 with no time set. Yeah, so back of the grid for Logan Sargent, although I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they took an engine change or something like that from pit lane. Joe, P19 for the second weekend in a row. Stroll, once again not performing in the Aston, which is... Uh, they need to do something there. But anyway, Q2 was more of a... It wasn't really that eventful, really. The big thing from Q2 was that uh, Oscar Piastri went, was going to go out for a second time lap, but stopped at the end of the pit lane with two minutes to go. Uh, it turns out, as he was going down the pit lane, Mercedes, sorry, not Mercedes, McLaren decided, hey, we probably don't need this lap. Come back, have a sit down, have a Kit Kat, have a break. So it was Alonso who ended up finishing P10, and Alonso is on this incredible streak right now, the only guy to be in Q3 for every single race so far this year, and it was so close to coming to an end. So he got through to Q3 in P10, but it was Lawson in P11 by 0.043, Gasly in P12 by 0.044, and Albon in 13th by 0.072. So you have those three guys so close to getting into Q3 and ending Alonso's streak, but he manages to keep it going. It was Ocon in 14th and Magnussen in 15th. Some good results there. Albon, uh, I think he'll be happy with 13th, even though the Williams did look a little bit faster in the earlier practice sessions of this weekend. Lawson, another great result for him. It was P10 last weekend, P11 this weekend. I think he'll be happy with that. His teammate, though, Yuki Tsunoda, made it into Q3. Great result for him. We'll get on to that in a little bit. And Magnussen, 15th, pretty good there for Magnussen. All good. And, you know, Alpine are a weird one at the minute where, you know, Monzele looked awful. Singapore looked a little bit better. Here they're kind of in the middle. But I don't know if you can take much really from some of these qualifying times because if you set up your car for qualifying, you're going to destroy your tyres in the race. So I think a lot of the guys and the teams here have put on a race setup, which means that they won't really get the most out of the tyres over one lap. So a lot of these guys might gain a lot of positions as we go ahead into tomorrow. Anyway, cross to Q3 now. And once again, teams not wanting to waste tyres to the point that both Ferraris and uh, Alonso only set one uh, timed lap on Q3. Interestingly, though, Ferrari set it at the end of the session and Alonso set it at the start, which doesn't make much sense to me because of track evolution and all that kind of stuff. You want to really set it at the end. So Alonso was destined to be 10th before it even started. From the first lap times, though, it was Verstappen on pole from Perez, Norris, Russell. 
sorry, it was Verstappen on pole from Piastri, Norris, Russell, Perez, Alonso, Hamilton, Yuki, then the clearance signs didn't set times. Then, majority of people go out to set another time lap, apart from Alonso. And we have our top 10 for tomorrow, which is Verstappen on pole from Piastri by 5, 0.581 of a second. Piastri on the front row for a Grand Prix for the first ever time. He was on the front row for the Spa Sprint Race. This is his first front row start for an actual proper race. Norris in P3. Leclerc in P4, but remember he is under investigation for that uh, outlap in Q1. Perez in P5, Sainz P6, Hamilton and Russell 7 and 8th, Yuki Tsunoda fantastic in 9th, and then Fernando Alonso in 10th place there. Very interesting as we look ahead towards the race tomorrow. Yeah, so as we look across this, I think Alonso is one who definitely, I think, can go faster. The ones to keep an eye on, I think, are the Mercedes, because they've been just struggling all weekend, but managed to get these quite good laps in uh, consistently across the qualifying sessions. Um, but yeah, they look like they're still struggling quite a bit. Yuki Tsunoda, very interesting in P9. He's definitely one to watch. But yeah, it looks like it's going to be the McLarens and Max Verstappen leading the way. They seem in a league of their own this weekend. Uh, Sergio Perez quite off the pace yet again. I think he was like 0.8 off. Let me just double check that now. One second. Let me pull up the uh, results here for Q3. Sergio Perez, 0.773 off Max Verstappen there, which is absolutely incredible really the gap in performance between those two teammates in this session uh but yeah should be very interesting for tomorrow so make sure you subscribe because we'll be covering all of the race stuff tomorrow morning when it happens until then though have a great saturday i'll see you tomorrow goodbye